This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. My name's Gaines, and I'm also joined here by Simran. How are you doing? Hey guys, how's it going? It feels like really refreshing to be back, actually. I've had a like, two-week hiatus, and it feels weird, but I'm happy to be back. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How was your um, summer holiday? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't quite like, you know, the beach resort, um, but... The weather was lovely, and the weather is quite nice at the moment as well. So it all kind of worked out for the for the wedding itself. We were literally checking the weather at, like hourly, um, and it was forecasted rain up until literally the day before. And then we thought like we had all the decorations set up inside, and then on the morning the weather was beautiful. So we were like, shall we set up outside? We we're like, let's do it. And the ceremony ended up being like beautiful. We had it outside the way we wanted it to. Like it went so well. Uh, that is actually so lucky like the thing is like weddings if obviously if you do them in the UK even during summer it's kind of a risk as to whether it's going to be nice weather or not but if you get it on the right day it can actually be so nice like in terms of the sunshine because also it's not too hot as well because obviously everyone's in their formal attire and it can be especially uh-huh. um, if you're wearing like lengas and saris etc like I can imagine that is like really <laughs> a lot of layers on top of you I don't know how people do um, destination weddings, like how people get married in like Cancun and like stuff like that in like massive, like heavy outfits, even like men in suits and stuff. And then you have to like, mm. you've got things to do. Like I, I don't know how they do it, like without literally dying. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea to be honest. But for context, for anyone who's listening who's wondering why we just started talking about weddings, um, Simran's <laughs> stepbrother got engaged not engaged got married over the past two weeks i say over the past two weeks because that's literally how it is like but um yeah obviously you said the wedding was really nice like how did you find it like what role were you playing in it obviously well i mean as the sister of the groom i was like just running around organization wise like it was like so many things that you don't even um consider in the planning of a wedding and it was like they were like Simran like can you tell the photographer to go over there and like I was like directing photography at one point and I was like hang on this isn't even my job I was like what and um unfortunately so the wedding took place on a Sunday last Sunday unfortunately the makeup artist for the bridesmaid uh for the bridesmaids came down with COVID on the Friday she got a positive test and then my sister-in-law said to me she said um do you mind stepping in and doing the bridesmaids makeup? So I got to the venue at like nine in the morning and the silver ceremony was at two and I was doing the makeup up until about half 12 and I was literally running around like a hen's chicken. I had the biggest can of a Red Bull. I was like literally so stressed out. I didn't have any hair or makeup done on myself and I needed to get ready as well. I got ready in about 45 minutes and then ran down to the civil. Like it was so stressful, but everyone looked lovely. It all went smoothly. I was just like a stress head that day, but no, it was all good. No, nah, like, and obviously big ups to you for stepping up to the plate, but obviously at least you've like had that type of experience before. And now you can add like bri- yeah. you can add bridal makeup onto your C V, you know. It's true. I um haven't actually freelanced any makeup since I was eighteen. So it's been three years since I ever did like someone else's face that wasn't like 
one of my really close friends or my mum or something like that. Um, so it was nerve-wracking doing it with people that I hadn't really, like I'd only met once or twice before. So I was like, this is scary because, you know, the pressure was on to do a good job. So, yeah, I think it all went well. Everyone said they were happy with it and stuff. And, like, I didn't I didn't see anyone, like, an hour later with a completely different makeup on. So I think I think it was okay. Clearly they were um, all right with it. No, I just went... Sorry? Clearly they were impressed by it. They didn't want to scrub it off the face. Um, Weddings are just stressful when you're close. But I realised I think I prefer close weddings to like further away weddings because I'm actually in the middle of another wedding now. I'm exhausted. You probably tell from my voice. I'm like, my voice is going. I'm tired. Like, I'm a bit all over the place right now. I'm in the middle of another wedding. The reception's tomorrow. Um. And it's not as close of a relationship. Obviously, that's my stepbrother, and this is like a distant cousin. Um, and when you're like not involved in the organisation of it, it's not as like enjoyable because now, because like there's moments where you sit back and you're like, oh, that went well. Like you did this. Like you can be proud of yourself. Like the makeup or the photography and stuff. But, like, but this, I'm just kind of like enjoying it, which is obviously nice in its own way. It's very like it's a lot more relaxing and way less stressful. But it is like. Oh, I want to be up there with you guys, like you know, when you're when you're like a main person, like the attention's nice, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know though. Like, I think the main thing is, did you manage for your stepbrother's wedding? Did you manage to actually have a good time as well? Yeah. Yeah, I think once the party started in the evening, and like they were cutting the cake and they did the first dance and stuff, and like everyone was eating and drinking and stuff, like then it was like everyone that was like involved um took a massive sigh of relief and we were just like oh my god now we can enjoy and it was just like a literal rave for like four (laughs) hours I don't know how that one happened, but it genuinely turned into like an actual party. And then we had a bit of an after party afterwards because we were all staying at the venue. So that was fun. Like it just ended up going on for like till like three in the morning or something. And I'd been up since five in the morning the day before getting makeup and stuff prepped. And like I just couldn't sleep anyway because I was stressed. So you can imagine the recovery time <laughs> just to jump into another wedding now. I'm dying. Oh, but after this one, is that the end of the season for you? That is the end of the season. God, it feels like Bridgerton, doesn't it? <laughs> I haven't actually watched it, but like, yeah. Sure, Are you familiar sure. with like, the concept? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar. It's like about like, I just know they play really um, old classical versions of Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift in it. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm, but like, yeah, and also like, what's it called? Phoebe Dinevers in it, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, it's just about like this is one of the things I was gonna say anyway. It just feels like it's it's about like courting um, back in the olden days and like how that process used to go and like when you become like of age and stuff. And one of the main things I kind of realized and picked up over the my brother's wedding and this wedding, um, because my last wedding I went to was pre-COVID. I was nineteen, mm-hmm. I think, eighteen or nineteen, I think I was, yeah. and now I'm twenty-one. The jump from being under 20 to being over 20 at a wedding is so different because I swear to God, you look in the vicinity of any boy that's within like five years of your age and it's like, oh, shall we speak to his mom? Uh, he, he's a doctor. He went to Imperial. He blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, Leave me alone. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we talked a bit about that before, haven't we? I mean, even you yeah. said, like, now that you've graduated, it's a bit like, okay, so now that you've graduated, yeah. mm, but at least you have the, um, at least you have, like, what's it called? The 
I want to say the power, you know what I mean? At least you're actually standing around and being like, not not yet, you know what I mean? Like, just like, yeah. allow it, yeah? Like. It's nothing, no, but it's like the preliminary, like, they were just watching you grow up and it's just like, man, like, come on, give me some time or let me do this on my own, like, relax a little bit. I mean, it's intense. And I feel like it's one of those things, like, when you're younger, you don't speak about it with your family because it feels taboo. Like, you don't really talk about people that you might be going out with, the people that you might fancy and stuff. You don't mention that to family. But now people outright ask you. And it's just like, I don't know what to say to you. Like, I'm not, I'm just going to say no. I'm just going to, like, pretend that, like, that doesn't exist anymore because I still feel like, to you guys, like, I'm sort of like a child. Yeah, a child that is now, like, in the that age where it's like it's weird because it's like you're saying like to, the, to them you're like a child but then it's also like you're this new kind of child where it's like a child that needs to be pushed in the right direction towards like whatever path is best for them in their eyes right uh, no, do you relate is that relatable for you honestly not really i don't think i'm blessed in that sense um but then yeah. also that, that comes with a negative as well. It's because, like, I've only been to, like, a handful of Asian weddings in my life anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. I th- think I'm just not used to that. I know one's kind of... I think also, obviously, because I've been in a relationship since I was 19 anyway. Mm-hmm. So no one's, like... Obviously, no one's coming up to me and saying, so, you're ready to settle down now? Like, oh, with, yeah, with, with, with other people. Like, in terms of the actual relationship itself, like, fair enough. Like, especially my girlfriends and grandma, for example, is always like, so, when are you getting married? Or, even my grandma, actually, like, literally last time I saw them. But, yeah, but no one's, like, obviously partially because I'm in a, in a relationship and also partially because I don't have that much exposure to in south asian culture i'm not having anyone coming around being like so let me introduce you to this person that person which yeah i don't know to be honest if i if i hadn't been in a relationship it maybe would have been interesting to see whether that would have yeah. happened but like i guess we'll never know i didn't realize you guys have been together since you were 19 i, I thought it was like in your you were in your 20s or something i didn't realize you were that like young like you've been together for that long so like that's well first of all it's amazing but second of all i guess that is what alleviated the like you know the thing of people like, like, oh, look for someone to settle down with even though it's you know whatever yeah i mean it was a month before i turned 20 but still like still technically teenagers <laughs> um yeah so it's actually come in a few days, it'll be, what's it called, the month that it'll be five years. So, you know, going to have a party. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. What are your plans? So, well, thing is, she's actually, I don't, can you say that someone's got jury service? I don't know. Well, I've said it now on radio. Basically, they've been called, they've been called to jury <laughs> service. Sure, surely you can. Like, surely. As as I think not, you can. I think you just can't discuss the case itself. Yeah. Yeah, surely. Like, basically, my girlfriend's been called to jury service. It's just, this is, like, the worst time that it could happen because, obviously, it's, like, around our um, five-year anniversary. But because of that, we're having to basically organise it so that we do something on the weekend rather than, like, a, a long thing. Oh so I think we're just going to yeah. go, like, to London for the weekend or something. Like, just... Oh, nice. Yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. Was it two weeks? Um, I think so, but then it's like it can get extended, so it's like you can't really plan anything. Yeah, it's peak. Oh, that is so long. 
it is long and i don't i really don't like it like the idea that like suddenly you could get this letter through letter through the post which is like yeah you need to do this unless you've got a really valid excuse like you need to go here and i you know what i mean like i don't know i mean I'm, what if you had a holiday booked what if you had a holiday booked do you say yeah i think Would they respect that or would they like cancel it no i think like if you can prove that you've like spent money or something like that like then they'll, they'll they'll i think you can like delay it basically or like you can like be pushed on to another one but obviously if you haven't got a valid excuse then you, it's not like you can say i don't want to do it like you have to do it like and that, that's that's isn't, isn't that such a weird concept that like out of nowhere this letter just comes through and then you just expect it to be like an upholding member of society like that like that like makes decisions on people's freedom and that's like you just not you're not in law or anything like it can happen to anybody like it's like, i don't know to me that's a really weird concept that all of a sudden you make like a really important decision that impacts someone's life mm-hmm. and it's like it's, at random yeah no it is it's mad and i think it's also mad like in terms of also in terms of disrupting your life as well like you could like be like say like in a really um intense period at work we're having to get stuff done and suddenly it's like no you have to take two weeks in paid leave i think and just do this like and you don't have a choice about that but i i mean i get it like you know what you know like it makes sense why people are picked at random and it's meant to be people that are completely unbiased and can make unbiased decisions and that yeah. sort of thing but then also i'm kind of like i don't know i mean in my head i'm thinking maybe they should change it so that it's like a paid incentive or turn it into a job because can you imagine how many people would like do that if it was yeah, a paid thing you know what i mean i wonder if you'd get the wrong type of person yeah who's that i reckon you'd get empathic people that really want to like lock people away and impact people's freedom and stuff and be like unfair yeah that is very true actually maybe maybe this is the best way forward i don't know i mean i suppose like i think it's the best way forward but i don't know how i feel about this idea of like suddenly it popping up and you being like yeah you have to do it you know what i mean like i I still like the idea of being told to do at least give me like a two months time frame and I can pick a two weeks in that two months or something like that. Or give me like a year's notice or six months notice or something like that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they, gave, like... they gave her a few months notice, but it was like a set date. Like the date was already like set. Like that it was going to oh, happen. So. Is it like a guarantee that you'll get it in your life? Or can do people like go throughout their lives and never get called on it? No, it's, it's definitely not guaranteed. It's, to- it's totally random. Like, I don't think either of my parents have ever been called to jury service no i don't i kind of like to do it though i feel like it would be interesting obviously if you have if it comes at an all right time um i feel like it could be interesting obviously depending on the case you get as well Well, that's the thing can you imagine like getting like a a completely dead case like obviously you obviously i'm not saying you want like a really bad case because obviously you don't want really bad things to happen to people but if you're just sat there and it's like someone's like nicked to um nicked sweets from the obviously they're not going to be on trial for that but you know what i mean like for something that's just boring really like, or like do you know what i would hate something like very corporate like contractual they're just reading uh, terms and conditions would drive me up the wall yeah not here for that but yeah i don't know i i mean a touch would like i mean i know you're saying that you wouldn't mind doing it but 
for me, I'm kind of like, I've got enough going on. So please, jury people, if you're yeah. listening, please don't call me to jury service. I'm too busy. HMR, whatever you are, HMR, they're not in HMRC, I don't know, HMPs, I don't know, whatever. Please, if you're listening to this, don't send Carlos to the jury service. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Right, we're going to play a little bit of music oh, now. By the way, I was going to quickly ask, how have you been the last two weeks? Because I've not caught oh. up with you. Oh, God, okay. How have I been? Busy, busy. Pi Radio had their latest event last Friday, Kings of Amma Piano, which was a resounding success. If you weren't there, keep your eyes peeled for announcements of new events coming soon, hopefully announcing very soon. So definitely stay tuned for that. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. But yeah, like apart from that, I spend my life at Pi Radio. I might as well like sleep in, not going to lie. Oh my God, you're insane. Yeah, I know. You're the one person that, I swear to God, you need to take a break so badly. Well, Not like from pipe, but just life. I know, exactly. That's the thing, like life. Like, ugh. But that's why I've got like stuff planned. Like, obviously, I've got my anniversary coming up. And then I've got uh, my birthday is in mid October. And then also. Do we have to be on No, but like the three of us are born, like Yumi and Halim are all born, like within the same, like. I spent. I think we're in like the same range sort of thing, like autumn. What I don't know for. I think Salima. I. I. So I think. If I call. Uh, I nearly called Halima Salima then. Why, why <laughs> but um, no, I think Halima's a Virgo, and I don't even like believe in star signs, but I think that makes perfect sense. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when I think Virgo, like the fact that Halima's a Virgo, like I completely get that. Like. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I know a lot about Virgos. I don't think I know any Virgos now apart from Halima. No. But you're definitely a Libra. Uh, is that a compliment? Yeah, because I'm a Libra. Okay, thank you. Yes, the latest from Sean Dean and S Dog have my love. VIP on Pi Radio, Manchester's number one youth-led radio station. Welcome back to Mango Masala, the South Asian show. Now, I don't know about you, Simran, but I felt like I was literally inside a rave just then with that last tune. Oh, I think you're on mute. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Hi. Um... Yeah, I bet. I was vibing to it. Um, <laughs> I just got a text from my friend saying that he's listening. And he was like, I'm pure vibing to this house ting. And I was like, okay, thanks. Um, but now I feel really self-conscious because now I know someone's listening. <laughs> that I know. Oh, wow. We have one listener. Oh, my gosh. Cancel the show. <laughs> yeah. There's someone that I know, so I'm freaking out. But it's fine. Don't worry about it. We have important things to talk about. But yeah, we have like varied stuff on this show. We've got house music, we got R and B, we've got ballads. Well, that's what I actually love. That's what I actually love about this show is because we don't stick to one genre at all. Because our whole thing is about showcasing artists, we literally cover everything. First, and yeah, like definitely. so many different um, languages and different genres that are like. Um, particular to each subcontinent like it is so interesting and i found i said i think i said a couple weeks ago i found um this whole playlist and it's like a mesh between like classic indian music and techno it was so interesting to listen to it's not really my style of music but just being able to learn like people are like breaking boundaries in their genres is so interesting and like to be fair i probably will play a couple of them when i find when i find a really good one i'll probably get one on the show um but some of the artists in like 
that have been groundbreaking in that genre are seriously like you know they're the first in their like domain to do that Yeah, no, and obviously, like, more than happy to play stuff, as long as we like it and it sounds good, it's getting played. Yeah. That's why literally today I've got, like, 20 songs, so I'm trying to get through all of them, but in Thank the two, you. yeah, literally in the two hours that we have, so that's why we're having shorter conversations today. But getting back to those convos, one thing I wanted to discuss today, Love Island Final, so, Simran, thoughts? So I did not watch it um, because I was busy, but I knew that like I would see it like the first, pretty much the first thing that I saw when I opened my phone was Liam and Millie. Um, I am not surprised. I thought it was either going to be them or Chloe and Toby. Um, I just think the whole season as a whole was the most underwhelming, like pretty boring. And it, to be fair, if it wasn't for Gibberty going like, completely downhill in the last couple of weeks I think they were the clear contenders to win but then when that all went out the window I think it was between Chloe Toby and Liam and Millie and then it kind of I think it could have gone either way Nah, but I I disagree. I don't think that Jake and Liberty ever would have won because I don't think people like Jake enough. I think people didn't like Jake from the jump like no one really was a massive fan of Jake from the beginning but I think because they Correct me if I'm wrong, but were the only couple that did that became boyfriend and girlfriend, or at least did that that quickly. Sorry, um, that they were like I saw loads of tweets saying they're like really strong contenders to win, like they they've got it in the bag because this is like pre Casa and more like when the show was really boring and there was just like them two were well solid and everyone else was like flaky and all was really um committed and stuff. So I don't know. I think for a while, at least pre Casa and more, they I think if anyone was going to win, it was going to be them. But then. I think Castor and Moore revealed his true colours when he was trying to get everyone to like um, uh, go and like talk to the other girls and get to know other girls like with Teddy and stuff and like really being like forceful about it like that was not that's not the kind of friend that you want around your partner you don't want someone like Jake around and then obviously I think from Castor and Moore onwards it just went like Yeah, it just went down. like that And for them the movie very quickly. night as well. From the second that she saw him saying, Yeah, I don't want to rip her clothes off. Like, yeah. Because that's the thing. I, I feel very sorry for Liberty because she's clearly a lovely girl and I watched um, it was like a three minute long compilation of like nasty things that Jake said to her and you can just see how much of a manipulative like toxic person he can be and it was just for a girl like Liberty it was someone something that like clearly and she said that when he made the comment about ripping her clothes off like it clearly eats her self-esteem and stuff so that's what he's doing to like Liberty and that's like awful Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that I'm glad that she kind of realised that whilst on the inside rather than coming out as a couple with Jake and then seeing what everyone was saying, you know yeah what I mean? that would have been so much worse for her Mm. Yeah. and, I, and and in a good way the girls had her back in that sense they were quite upfront with her especially towards her final few days they were very upfront about how they didn't like him I know Faye called him out to his face multiple times and stuff so I think it worked out she saw the light inside the villa which was the good thing like you said Do you think that Liam deserved to win Love Island after Castro Moore? I reckon it's probably the rockiest relationship that has won Love Island so far because of everything that happened in Casa Amor. I've forgotten her name now. Lily? <laughs> Millie, Lily's the one that you got with.
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like after everything that happened with Lily. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. It was um, rough seas for a bit with them too. Like for a while, you know, he was sleeping on the sofa. He had to make that announcement at the party thing. Um, so I don't know. I don't like. I feel like maybe he doesn't deserve the win, or at least didn't deserve it as much as past winners have. Mm. Did you not? I know you didn't watch it, but obviously you won't have seen the um, you know, the whole split or steal thing. Which is silly in a way, because no one's ever really going to steal, let's be honest. But Millie literally yeah. had the opportunity to steal the money, and I really wanted her to do it, just to add a little bit of something interesting in this final, because the rest of it was that just... That literally would have been crazy. I feel like, I also did see tweets um, close to the beginning, people are saying about Jibberty winning, that they were like, this might be the first season that we see a steal. Because imagine if no one found out how much of a weirdo Jake was and he just kind of went smooth sailing through the whole thing. Let's say he became quite like a likeable character and them two were well solid. He could, like, if his plan paid off, he could have at the end just stolen the money if they'd won and he could have been like, well, yeah. that was me all along. By the way, guys, when we're talking about Love Island contestants, these are our own opinions. They obviously aren't fact. Um, we're not. We're, it's not confirmed that Jake is a weirdo. Um, he may have been painted in a certain Sorry. light. Sorry. Just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I was a fan of him from the beginning. I was a massive fan of him from the beginning. I could tell something was off with him. Like, mm. I, it, it became very clear as the episodes went on what kind of person he was. And it just affirmed what I thought when in the first few episodes and i swear um you know the very first episode when they meet and the boys walk in and someone has to step forward for them and stuff like that mm-hmm. um he picked liberty and she didn't even step forward for him Nah, i think like two i think she Got did it. i think she did oh, okay. Sure. okay well that's good but um yeah i don't know with jake man he's just i don't know yeah. But I'm happy they left. They did the right thing. They're not. They're not. They've broken up now, right? Yeah, and that's the thing I do respect in terms of Jake. I'm glad that he wasn't <laughs> like, like trying to say something that wasn't. You know, like he he accepted the breakup. You know, what I mean, rather than like being like, no, like like we need to let the police give it another try. Like try <laughs> at least, like putting on a facade. Like at least he was like, yeah, this is it's run its course. Like. I mean, the thing is, it was so black and white. Like, it was literally, he was mic'd up and he was on film. He was caught in 4K, literally to the definition of the word, like, for two months straight. So there's, I don't think he was very defendable. And I reckon he's probably on the back foot coming out of the villa because from what I understand about showbiz, that is a PR catastrophe. Mm. You know? I don't know. I feel like he'll he'll still do all right. Let let's be honest. He'll do all right. He'll get a little boohoo man tracksuit deal out of it and sure. be able to say and you know probably do like a nightclub appearance or something the way they usually do. But I don't know. Love Island's lost its touch this year. I just didn't really didn't hit. Yeah, like Liberty was the only person to hit like a million followers, and that was like after she left the villa. No way. Yeah, well, all the rest of them are on, like, hundreds of thousands. Even Ty, I remember looking at Tyler, and Tyler was only on, like, 75k, like, at the time of the no. final. Yeah, so clearly hasn't got the same impact. Yeah, it's not the same anymore. Yeah. I don't really know what's happened. I mean, 
we've spoken about this before where winter love island was a waste of time and no one watched it and i feel like at this point it is overkill and like we said like within the series the mental health and the safeguarding and well-being procedures went out the window just to make good tv and that says enough about you know the state of this contestants and the state of the series in terms of how entertaining it was the fact that they had to bring back challenges and do certain things that they didn't do because of the protocols they put in place to protect the contestants mental yeah. health the fact that they brought those back yeah showed how desperate they were for a bit of um spice <laughs> yeah really lacking it this season not gonna lie but I think the final thing I wanted to discuss in terms of the final was how did Faye and Teddy manage to get more votes than Kaz and Tyler? Like, how? I don't know. I think a lot of people resonate with Faye in that she's, like, kind of boisterous and, like, has a gob on her and stuff. And obviously with the thing that happened when she kicked off... That was, I think it made for, in the worst sense of the word, good TV. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it's something to do with that. I think Teddy's a likeable character. I've said this before, I've never been a fan of Kaz. But then again, I think everyone likes Tyler. So I, I guess I don't know, actually. You're right. The thing is as well, like, in loads of people on Twitter have been saying that Kaz has been painted in a bad light because they've been watching him unseen bits. And apparently, if you watch that, then there's loads of stuff that they haven't included, which makes, like, the way that she handled the whole Matthew situation look, like, a lot better. So, yeah... I don't know. I think for me, it's... Go on, sorry. No, I was just saying, for me, it's just like, how is it that Faye managed to get 24k Ofcom complaints, like a record or something, and then still managed to beat Kaz and Tyler? Like, I don't know. It shows how quickly people are willing to forgive and forget, I suppose, and if you kind of make amends for that, maybe because you kicked off at Jake so much and everyone disliked Jake, I'm guessing, more than they disliked Faye, so... Mm. And you just said things how they were. I'm assuming. I, I mean, I really don't know. And also, I've got a question for you. How much, like, to what extent do you think Love Island is staged? Like, how, what extent do you think it's genuine? Um, I don't think... I don't think they would ever say to anyone, oh, you need to... um go and form a couple with this person or oh you need to go on a date or, or you need to go on a date with this person you need to do this you need to you need to fall in love with this person however obviously they do it in the sense of like if they don't get it exactly on camera they'll be like oh can you say that again or i definitely think in the case of Faye and teddy that one producer will have gone in there afterwards and said to Faye look like the public are not happy about how you acted you need to apologize oh, yeah, to teddy like because the way that she like it was like the two days and then suddenly she switched i was like you know what actually i didn't handle that very well like it's so clear someone has said to her like you need to apologize it was a bit of um like pr buffing within the villa whereas usually they have to deal with the aftermath once they come out but this was like a little bit of saving from itv's point of view i reckon yeah because they have to cover their own and it was one of those things like i just said like the mental health and safeguarding and even stuff with like what's appropriate to be shown on tv went out the window this year for the sake of entertainment like we've said in previous series if that had happened she would have gotten kicked out 
immediately. Yeah. The fact that I can't remember his name now because someone got kicked out for Sharif. kicking someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got kicked out immediately, like without even a chance to um, bring himself back or apologize. And you know, if they gets to get the what third amount of votes, third third most voted couple yeah. in it, the final. Yeah, That's crazy. I don't get it. I think it also just kind of shows how much Twitter is an echo chamber. It's it's weird. It's like exactly the same thing as like um, Brexit and general election, all of that. Like you see so many people around you saying the same thing that you think that you forget yeah. that there's a whole other range of people out there who are who are like seeing people what they think. You know, you know what I mean. Like you don't. You, it's like two different worlds, and you don't realize it because you're so caught up in your own bubble. Like, that's the one thing I don't get is I don't get how Amber managed to win, if I'm being honest. Like, when I look at it now, I'm like, you know, when Amber won season five, how did she manage to meet Molly May and Tommy? Like, when I look at it now, I'm just like, how was that possible? Because I think personally, Chloe and Toby are probably more deserving of a win than Amber was yeah, in season I agree. five. So how is because that Because they were big characters in our in this season. Chloe and Toby were much bigger characters and they were the more likable characters in terms of their personalities compared to Liam and Millie, whereas they were just kind of like a strong couple. And they weren't even that strong. Like post Castro Moore was a shambles. Mm-hmm. It was only a few weeks after Castro Moore when they made up they became strong again. So I was surprised in a sense that they won over Chloe and Toby. But in regards to Amber, I don't know because I think we're talking because we know Molly May and Tommy Fury as they are now. We didn't know that this would like propel them to this level of stardom and she'd become one of the biggest influences to come yeah, up the UK. True, I suppose. So I don't know, maybe at the time we didn't and also they were the reason that Love Island became the influencer breeding culture that it is. Do you know what I mean? Like they're the reason why people now go into Love Island for different reasons. Whereas the seasons prior, especially the early seasons, were very much because of like people obviously wanted to go on TV, but probably did want to find love. Whereas this is not. This is like no, no. You'll come out with a, a brand partnership. You'll come with a million followers, and you know. Mm. And uh, like hundreds of brand deals, basically. So now I don't know. It changed the face of influencer culture on TV. I think so. We don't. We don't. But at the time, we didn't know that that was possible. Yeah, I suppose like we. I, I personally didn't expect them. To, expect them to last. I didn't, I didn't realize that they were actually serious about each other. But clearly, they are. Like I don't think they would still be together if they didn't actually like each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think they're they're obviously together now. Um, there's a lot in their relationship, though, in that like there'd be a lot riding on them if they were to break up. Like, and I just think the weirdest thing with that couple is I've never seen it before where the tabloids are so on it. Like, she can change something about her hair, and, and there's like three different news reports on it. And I'm like, really? Who? What person did a journalism degree to like? right on this seriously like it's just like come on i understand people have a job and have to get paid but like i don't know it, it just seems really pointless that like, she can change the smallest thing or she can do something she can like walk in a slightly different way or hold her bag with the wrong arm and like people are like all over it i'm like really mm. i think it's molly may though you know like i think molly may is the 
definitely the main character in that relationship and if they did break up oh, yeah. i think she would be absolutely fine like literally she became the creative director of plt the other day like she is literally she she's she i wouldn't be surprised if like you know when kylie jenner tried to trademark kylie like she trademarks like molly may like i wouldn't even be mad about it because like she is just managed to get that i don't know that essence like that that is her and i think if they broke up, I think Tommy would struggle, but I think she'd be fine. Yeah, you're right. And, like, obviously, Pop Studio, she's smashed it. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, I personally don't understand. And I think that's me starting to get older. Like, I remember being younger, and I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Zoella. Like, she used to be a massive influencer in terms of, like, beauty and makeup for, like, young girls. And she's, like, I think I want to say one of the first, or maybe the first, like millionaire of like makeup YouTuber in the UK or something. Um, very successful, and I feel like it's the same kind of thing. Like young girls would look up to her. Young girls would like be a lot more involved in her um, day to day. Whereas I'm like not so much engaged, so I don't really know. Mm. Well, at the end of the day, she posted on her Instagram the other day saying apparently she has some kind of Indian heritage, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um Molly May Yeah, get her on the show. Molly May, if you're listening. You're only down the road in Hale Barnes, just pop in Stockport, Burning Mill. Yeah, I unashamedly say I, I do know where she lives. Like not every time I go past like, that, every time I go past like that's the Molly May house. Like literally. I said Molly May if you're listening. <laughs> You know what, Simran? You don't have any faith yeah, in this show. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Time for music. I'm fed up with you. Right. <laughs> Simran, aren't you a fan of Belly? Or is it... Well, I don't know, like, because I feel like you've said, like, you like them before or something. I like the odd Belly song. I've not listened to a whole bunch. I think he's really good on songs where he has features on and he makes such vibey songs. Like, it gives me like 2012 alternative R&B vibes. Like, and that's what we need because we're not getting old Abel back anytime soon. I mean, the closest we've got with The Weeknd, his new single has just come out, is giving very Kissland vibes. So we're getting closer. You know, we've gone through, we're going back through the motions, we've gone back to Kissland and hopefully one day. I'm just waiting for the day he drops like a trilogy part two, like, it would just make my life. I would say it's probably one of my favorite, probably my favorite album of all time. Mm. I just, I just need that sound back. There's only so many times you can listen to trilogy. Do you think that'll actually happen though? <laughs> I, don't know. I really don't know. I've said he had to do what was best for his career, and that was make Starboy, Beauty Behind the Madness, like The Hills, Can't Feel My Face, like those songs. They had to be made because they propelled him to where he is now. And I, would, in my opinion, would say one of the best musicians ever. Um, and he's such a talented um, artist that I think it worked for him in exploring his scope and what he was capable of producing and, and creating. So hats off to him for that. You know, his discography is one of the most versatile and diverse out there so i think like within one genre i mean um so you know it would be nice one can dream but i don't think it will happen yeah maybe maybe we were able a granddad then he'll go back to it yeah and also like going back to belly we said this in the music episode in that artists like belly have their place in 
the scene in that you know they might not know I don't think well I could be lying here but like people I don't I personally have not heard people be like oh my favorite artist is Belly not even a lot of people say people do say Gunner but like it's not um a common as or as common as certain artists might be but they have their place in the scene they create very good music and they work really well on features and they have their own sounds so you know it's hard to find someone that i think makes music really really similar to belly's and he's got his place and you know he does a very good job of what he does so mm-hmm. though we might not be like a resounding fan favorite um he's un- for what i know is unproblematic and he just vibes out and makes good music so that's all you need yeah agreed um just think about the number of songs we have today so probably after this chat i'm just gonna do like a bit of mixing for the final bit just because i've literally got so many songs to get through but for the final talking point of today um i know you said you wanted to talk a bit about um just general like how it's how it seems like are we back to normal you know what I mean? Like, because it seems everyone's kind of acting like we are, but then are we? And and is it going to stay like this in terms of COVID, by the I way? I know. What made me realise was over this wedding in that it didn't even feel like I hadn't seen these people for two years. And we'd go up to people and just give them a massive hug and it'd be like, oh, hey, like, how you been? The hugging thing didn't even cross my mind, didn't cross anyone's mind. Even older people were like, coming up for hugs and stuff like I made sure I never like went in for a hug with someone older like I never like wanted to cross a boundary that they weren't comfortable with but people were coming up and giving like hugs like freely so it was kind of one of those things where like all that year of social distancing and masks and stuff it felt like it had gone out the window in a happy way don't get me wrong but also you do have to take a minute and think like oh my god like is this safe the um couple ask everyone to complete a lateral flow test prior to the wedding and obviously not attend if it came back positive but you can't actually guarantee that 150 people are going to do that and mm. you know and even if they do not come back even if they do come back positive still like not attend because obviously people want to attend the wedding mm. you know there's no guarantee that people are going to complete it or not and you're not about you just to, be you're a safe to ask them on the door or anything Sorry? You're not about to, like, ask them on the door or anything, like, wait, like, can you show me proof of your lateral photos, otherwise you can't come into no. the wedding? The thing is, you're not going to exactly turn someone away, I think, especially if they say something like, oh, I, it was negative, I just don't have a picture of it, or something like that, like, yeah. and that's like family, you know? Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, you could just take the precautions necessary and go in line with what was legal at the time, which now is pretty much everything. So, I think, we did the best job of it but like i said it just feels weird like i was out yesterday still feels weird like when you're there in the moment it feels very safe and like nothing's going on like there's no chance of anything happening and then i think i always get home and then i have a moment of reflection and i'm like oh my god the amount of germs yeah now literally like the closest thing that i've been to a busy setting was probably um like that at the kings of my piano event last um friday and for the most part i was like working like on the door that sort of thing but there were times where i had to like go inside and do stuff and when i was walking like through the main place like in front of the stage and it was it was actually it just 
COVID aside, it just felt so mad to be back in that environment where like the bass is booming, there's the floor is already yeah. grim from people dropping their drinks and that. And, um, <laughs> and you're like walking through and like it's like crowds of people. Luckily, this was a very big space, so I was able to go around the back and it wasn't like I was having mm -hmm. to literally. Because I, I remember being in clubs and having to like kind of edge my way through people. But like this wasn't like that. But at the same time, it was just mad like to be back in that setting. Like, like I say, aside from COVID, just after not being in that for so long, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It, it, just being in a crowd or something. I always said throughout COVID, the only thing I wanted was like to be in like a dark room with loud music. That was the only thing I ever craved, just the feeling of loud music. So even in my house at uni, when we were just like drink between our household just us lot and then just play music it was like the closest thing we were getting and i was like this is great like this is amazing um but now like that you can have like speaker setups and this is all official and you're back in clubs and stuff like that it's like whoa this is intense mm. in a good way but also like what is happening like i didn't even go on the news and hear about cases anymore i couldn't tell you what numbers are or how many positive tests are coming back or how many deaths have happened today like whereas um a year ago even um a few months ago i'd say six months ago i could tell you every day this many people have died this many cases it's gone up by this much in the last week um this area is really bad for it like whereas now i can't tell you a single thing about it which is the craziest thing is it's just it consumed our lives for over a year and now it's a bit like it's here but it's not i did see that um a statistic about like the number of cases and it was basically a color-coded map of the uk um and it was basically obviously things were really bad in january in terms of like the numbers of cases so it was very dark then it showed a picture of the uk in may and it was very light and showed that mm -hmm. it was like fine and then it showed now and we're like kind of in between that so it's sort of like we've clearly got it, it it's not as good as it was in may when things were still semi cut off but at the same time it's not as bad as january but then it's like when it comes back to winter again and obviously people do get ill more easier in winter and that sort of thing and you've got the whole the whole thing about flu as well is um talking to my dad about it apparently the way that flu works it kind of comes it kind of basically takes like a year <laughs> off there's like a year where like it's not it's not as bad and then the year afterwards it comes back like really bad and last year was actually like the year where it wasn't that bad so they're expecting this winter that flu is actually going to be not very good so that combined with covid like i don't know do you that's why i wanted to ask like do you see us because this is the thing i swear they've told us oh we're never going into lockdown again but do you think that we actually will didn't it was Chris Whitty, wasn't it? He like promised, yeah. like on a press conference, he promised that we would never go into another lockdown. Yeah. But I think if the cases call for it, say going into winter this year and they absolutely spike, I I don't. In, on one hand, I'd say I can't see any other option but to go into lockdown. But then on the other hand, it is going to be one of those things that like, people now say that we just have to adapt and deal with because we can't carry on. We can't do this forever, basically. We really can't. Like, mm. even um, speaking from a mental well-being point of view and also from, like, an economical point of view, yeah. it's not realistic to be in and out of lockdown constantly. Like, some sectors and some people in their businesses have absolutely suffered in the last two years. So, mm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a sticky one. It just has to depend on what the numbers are. But like I said, Chris Whitty promised that we wouldn't happen. So, yeah. I suppose it would be it's funny like, to see if he 
you know, the cause of lockdown and everyone has to call them out on it. I suppose it's like as well, people have the option of actually taking the vaccine now. And it's it's more that they're, they're tr- it's not even that there's like, oh, it's like we're, we're struggling to get the vaccine. In fact, I think if anything, I, I obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, don't, don't quote me on this, but I believe there's probably a surplus of vaccines, like because they're actively trying to try and get people to take it as opposed yeah. to not having enough to give out at this stage. So I don't know, because I, I'm... I'm at the end of the day, what more can we actually do, like, in terms of the future, you know what I mean, like, unless you're going to literally go to the point of forcing people to take vaccines, which, for the record, I don't agree with, as much as I am Mm -hmm. pro-people getting vaccinated, Mm -hmm. I never think that anyone should be forced to take one, unless you're going to do that, like, what really can you do, like, unless we're going to go into lockdown every year, like, whenever something bad happens, like, I don't know, and I can understand people getting more frustrated, like I, I, I'm getting like I remember at the very start of all of this when there were people that were kind of like just messing around and like being like oh why can't I do this I was kind of I was very frustrated with them because it was like literally just just stop for a month like you know what I mean like it was one month in and people were just messing around but now when we're getting we're approaching the two-year mark now um come like the beginning of 2022 if it gets to that and life still stop like i think that's the point when it's like two years of your life is a long time you know like it like it is yeah. i don't know it's true and people that are like like i said this before like young people as well like it's it's a massive amount of opportunities that have been taken away and stuff so that's why i, I sympathize with the frustrations felt by younger people but like you said i don't know what would happen if you went into another lockdown i really don't because like, like Australia's in lockdown right now, they're in full lockdown apparently until the end of September, which is crazy considering they were one of those like prime example countries that absolutely smashed how they handled it and um, did it without a vaccine rollout, completely just shut down a lockdown ASAP, closed the borders, and then they had like, they eliminated all cases and stuff like that. And now they're in a massive lockdown because they started reopening the borders and, and um, it got out of control. Mm. So, you know, lockdowns aren't always the most effective thing because you can't enforce them permanently. Well, that's the thing It'd be well. great if you could keep everyone in your house so no one spreads any diseases, but it's going to have to be one of those things that we treat like a flu, I suppose, now. It's the thing as well, like I saw New Zealand went into a lockdown after they had one COVID case. And whilst mm-hmm. obviously that's like extreme and like is very good in terms of like preventing the spread of it, I am like, well, a whole country, I, 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 I believe it's a whole country, going into lockdown over one COVID case. And I, I've, I've seen so many, like, um, people that are sceptical of this. And again, like I say, like, obviously it will work in terms of preventing the spread of it. But I kind of do get where they're at in terms of, like, literally shutting a whole country down the second that you have one case. Like, I don't know, like, like can you really do that for, like, the long run? You know what I mean? definitely not like you have to start thinking pragmatically about it and think from an economic point of view and stuff like that and like if you look at america in a weird way their kind of you know attitude of ignoring that coronavirus was even a thing didn't work out because obviously the deaths were devastating but they've at a point now where they are just dealing with it like we probably will have to be anyway so most countries will probably end up following that suit inadvertently whether they kind of know it or not whether they want to admit it or not, but we'll probably all end up just getting on with it now. I think more than anything, it's just going to really 
continue to expose the um level of inequality in various countries like obviously i'm just thinking about now obviously yeah. in america it's like private health care but even here mm -hmm. i think it will start to show them how those who are able to pay for better health care for better resources all that will be in a better position than those that are say for example like homeless people who literally have no way of protecting themselves against mm -hmm. like catching it off someone on the street sort of thing like i don't know yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to say the least like as to what actually happens this winter but i'm not i'm not excited to find out let's put it that way no. uh, Either way, it's not going to be good news. Yeah. I just, I just, I just, it sounds really bad. Like, I don't want to go back into lockdown for so many reasons. I'm sure many people don't, but then is it the responsible thing to do? Or then do we have to start thinking, you know, about other reasons why not to go into lockdown, like money-wise, for example? You know, it's just, it, there's so many pros and cons that it's all going to depend on what happens at the time. Yeah. For sure, and I think the one thing that we have to hope is that the people making these decisions actually do the right thing this time, rather than waiting to see yeah. what happens and then two weeks or a few months later being like, okay, now we're going to do that. Like, it just seems mad, mm -hmm. like, you remember, like, it was, like, in April, like, like a month into lockdown that they were first like, okay, we're going to enforce masks now, like, uh, yeah. it's crazy. We've been on a massive roller coaster ride and i remember at the, when this first started i was a bit like oh this like it's it this doesn't feel like a historical thing but now that we're this much into it and i'm looking back on it i'm like this is actually such a big thing like to have lived through like people are gonna like talk about this like it's just gonna this is definitely gonna be in history books 100 percent. oh my god for sure yeah well, forty mark essay yeah. in the gcse history 2070 exam Oh my god. Yeah, discuss. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, 12 marker on the coronavirus pandemic of 2019. 2020, sorry. Uh, CBA. But anyway, thank you for joining me today, Simran. It's been great to have you back on air. Um, have you got any plans for bank holiday? Apart from the wedding? Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Wedding, and then I'm on full recovery mode. And now it's like preparing for uni again. So I'm moving in about three weeks. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, there's just lots to do now. Now it's like all stations go, even though I'm going to take like the two, two days next week just to do nothing and recover. Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely needed. Uh, cleaning. I mean, because like I literally, because I've been so busy, like I never have any time to actually. Like, you know, when you come home and it's kind of like, it's just like a bit messy and it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But then the next day you're so busy. So yeah. it's like, this is bank holiday. This is two days where it's like, okay, like I actually can and will take this off. Uh -huh. So I'm going to just get my um flat in like a nice living environment. So then mm -hmm. it's going to be, even though I'm going to go back to work and that it's going to be like a bit more, like I think your surroundings, like it makes you feel nicer, doesn't it? Like when it's no, thing. it really does. When, when your room and your like your house is clean and stuff, it just makes your mind so much clearer. No, it'd be good, but make some time for yourself as well. Yeah. Have some self care. Thank you, Doctor Simran. Right, <laughs> gonna um, also obviously just want to shout out to um, everyone in Afghanistan at the moment. It's obviously horrific mm -hmm. weapon at the airport a few days ago, and I hope that. Anyone listening, if they have fr friends and family out there, that they are safe and 
just make sure that if you can donate to various charities or help out the refugees coming to this country or the countries in whatever way you can um, yeah just remember that no one like flees um their own country without good reason you know what i mean like just if you're questioning refugees at this point like just sort your head out in my opinion but anyway um for the next 20 minutes before we um get on to afro group of m patrick gonna play loads of tunes i've got today loads of brand new music so make sure you stay tuned but otherwise we'll see you next week for another episode of mango masala